For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is KOVE, 1330 AM, 107.7 FM. Our guest to chat some Wyoming Cowboy football today is Eric Pauly. Eric of the Radio Network in Green River, former Wyoming Cowboy and current sideline broadcaster for Wyoming football. Eric, you've got quite the resume. I had to pick and choose how I introduced you, but uh, former Fremont County broadcaster, too, I guess, may be one of the most important things for our audience. Uh, I, I don't know about a resume or not. I, I like to joke with people that... Uh, I, I spend more time on the sideline as a player than I do at the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> uh, first of all, for people that remember you as uh, the voice of the Wolverines and a Fremont County broadcaster, I guess catch us up on your last few years. You've gone back to uh, back home to Sweetwater County. How are things for you? Uh, things are good. Uh, family's growing. Uh, got a three-year-old now that uh, was born in Lander and born during COVID. And we moved down here to kind of be closer to our parents and have that, uh, you know, that relationship with the grandparents and that sort of thing. And then our youngest is uh, just turned 10 months uh, about two weeks ago. So things are busy. Uh, everybody's happy. Nobody's sleeping. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, yeah, back broadcasting uh, some Green River Wolves game. It's uh, Wolves games. It's been um, it's been fun. It's been some thin years, man. Uh, the Wolves are, are starting to rebuild down here, and um, just got started doing the Wyoming thing last year. And I tell you, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we've been. I'm sure most of our listeners have been keeping up with you on the sidelines of Wyoming Cowboy football. How did that opportunity come about for you? Uh, what kind of went into the process of deciding to do that, and how'd you get offered that position? Uh, you know, I actually have COVID to thank for that. Um, back in uh, 2020. I uh, got a phone call from uh, Kevin McKinney and Brad Poe, and I uh, was told that uh, at that time, the voice of Wyoming basketball, Reese Monaco, had COVID, and uh, they were looking for somebody to come inside the bubble and, and broadcast a few games against Nevada, and um, I tried not to sound too excited, but basically told them that I would rearrange my entire life to make that happen, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, called, a, called a couple of basketball games inside the Dome, and uh, got to broadcast with Kevin McKinney, and... Um, you know, he, uh, he, he, he was impressed with me and he, he kind of advocated for me when the opportunity came to, um, open up, uh, uh when the opening came for the sideline reporter job. And, uh, I had no idea that Dave Walsh was going to retire. I don't, I don't think anybody did, um, got a phone call and, um, about 72 hours later, Dave Walsh announced his retirement. And I told him the same thing that, uh, yeah, I'd rearrange my entire life to make that happen. So, um, it's been fun, a lot of miles, a lot of time in the car, but uh, I tell you, not not very many people get to have a job that gets some goosebumps, and, and I'm lucky enough to have one. I want to talk border war and the upcoming UNLV matchup, but I, Eric, just a, a couple of nerdy questions here before we talk border war. Uh, you've been on some really cool sidelines. Where's the funnest spot you've been, excluding War Memorial Stadium, I guess? Oh, man. Um you know, I, I tell you, being in, in Austin at Texas this year was something just because you're watching a, a factory, 
you know, work. There's, there's a hundred and something thousand people there. Uh, during the games, I didn't know this, maybe other people did, but they, they bring in recruiting classes during home games there and they, they walk them around the stadium. And so you had probably 100, 150 kids there between basketball for both men's and women's, football, track and field, every, every athletic uh, event that you can compete in. They had the recruits there and they kind of like bring them in around the stadium and they just they, they walk around to this roaring applause from the fans of saying, you know, come to Texas, right? So, like, they're they're recruiting these kids on the field uh, for different sports and things like that. So that was something. It was also pretty cool to hear that place really silent when the Cowboys were still hanging in there in the fourth. Um, you know, outside of that, uh, I got I, I hate to say it, but Lavelle Edwards Stadium in in Provo is one of the most beautiful places that I've I've ever been to uh, to call a game. But it just felt like Mordor to me. I, I grew up hating BYU, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably between those two. What would surprise average football fans about being on the sideline? Is there anything, any conversations or things you pick up down there that would surprise the casual football fan? You know, I think the uh, the level of football IQ from the, the kids, I think, would surprise the average fan. If you haven't been around high-level football as a, as a fan or as a player, uh, the amount of information that gets exchanged both from, you know, players to coaches and coaches to players is, is really interesting, especially when you see some leaders on the field like Colt Goodbow or Easton Gibbs. Uh, those kind of guys are coming off the field and they're relaying information to not only the guys that are on the field with them, but, you know, to the coaches back up to the booth, they come back down. Players are really involved with, you know, scheming on the fly on the sideline and I think that probably doesn't get communicated to, you know, how much the players, not only in their athletic ability, but also in their football IQ have an effect on the game. Border War win last week. I know uh, Wyoming fans still very excited for that. It's got to be cool for you two to uh, be such a Wyoming fan, former player, and then the last two years you've gotten to see them uh, take home the boot. What was uh, the atmosphere like on Friday? Uh, you know, I was, I'm a guy that doesn't like to, to do Friday nights for college ball, right? Because I think they're made for, for high school football. I'll say this, though. The interesting thing that I picked up on, uh, and this was from social media and some texts and phone calls that I got during and after the game, you play on a Friday night and the entire nation's watching because there's just not that many football games on TV, right? And so it puts you on the spotlight, which is great for recruiting. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the Wyoming Cowboy faithful turned out. That was a huge crowd. The student section was obnoxious and just in the ears of, of the Rams all night long. And that's what you need to see, right, to, to have that home field advantage. Um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, lucky enough to be on the sideline as a player and getting to run across the field and take that trophy away from the Rams. But I've also been a player and seen the Rams come to our sideline and take it. And then as a fan, you know, I've been on both sides of that. And as a broadcaster so far, we've, we've retained the trophy. But uh, there is no better feeling. You know, it's um, you win that rivalry game, and then suddenly everything feels all right. Whether it's a good season or a bad season, you beat the Rams. Eric Polly, again, our guest, sideline reporter for Wyoming Cowboy Football. Uh, speaking of your favorite thing, Friday Night Football, you've got another one this week with a trip to Vegas. UNLV is tough so far this year. What do you know about the Rebels? Uh, I'd say that uh, their head coach is in line for coach of the year here, here in the Mountain West Conference. I mean, the turnaround that he's he's pulled off down there in Vegas is uh, I mean, it's incredible the the difference to the change in that ball club. And I mean, you go back to the last time UNLV was relevant in the Mountain West, and I mean, you got to go back a long ways to to find a team that even went to a bowl game. Um, they strike deep. They they've got some guys. That's the way to put it, right? Like two weeks in a row. We're going to have some phenomenal, I guess three weeks in a row, we're going to have some phenomenal receivers to cover. 
Um, they don't move the football on the ground very well, and they give up a lot of points, but they score a lot of points. And Wyoming doesn't do either of those things, right? Like Wyoming likes to play in a low-scoring game, uh, maybe get two, three touchdowns, and then win the game with their defense. And whether that's by design or the way it just works out, that's that's the Wyoming formula. So I'd expect the the game against the Rebels to look more like the CSU game for both teams, the, the Rebels. And the Rams played a really close game. Wyoming was, you know, a, a one-possession ball game, and, and I kind of expect that to be the case. But a lot to play for for both teams. You know, UNLV is in, in the, the title hunt still. Uh, you know, Wyoming has an outside chance. But, you know, more than anything, you got to go back to, like, man, Jared, it's like 1996 or 1997, the last time that the Wyoming Cowboys won nine games in a year. And so there's there's something to play for there, too, for the Cowboys, even if they're not going to end up with a Mountain West championship game, just to – to have the best record that they've had in decades. And they've got to win out to do that. Yeah, I know uh, I was going to ask you too. I know there's a couple of tough losses in there, but really tough opponents, obviously. Do you see this team finishing well down the stretch? The opponents, uh, maybe UNLV aside, get at least on paper a little bit easier. Do you see them uh, Do you see them faring well here through the final month of the season? I think they have the leadership to do it. And, you know, if you, if you set Boise aside, Wyoming has played really well on the road this year. If you set that game aside, which was uh, the Wyoming team was unrecognizable in Boise. And uh, here's the hoping we don't see them again. But Wyoming played really well on the road this year. They played really tough against Texas. They played really tough against Air Force. Uh, you know, Boise State was what it was, right? And so, um, you know, Wyoming struggles to, to go out there and get wins uh, when they're not playing at 72-20. But uh, UNLV, I think, is a, is a beatable team. I think their strength of schedule for UNLV is – you know, it's, it's interesting because it peaks, you know, with, you know, ranked teams and then kind of bottoms out with some teams that are really down this year. So uh, if Wyoming can come in and have that focus from this, this group of leaders, whether that's the defensive line with Bertinoli and Goodbo, uh, Gibbs in the, in, in the linebacker um, core there, but also, you know, offensively, that, that offensive line, uh, Frank Crum and company has to run the football. Uh, with Harrison Whaley and, and get it done between the tackles for Wyoming to come away with a W. But I think if they get UNLV taken care of, I think the Cowboys can take care of the next two. Finally, uh, this may be the most important part. Where are you with your superstitions right now? I follow you on Twitter. You had uh, you had a run of eating turkey before games that seemed to be successful. Uh, any new superstitions and what do you have in store for uh, a trip to Vegas? Well, the so, so you, you know the origin of the, of the turkey, right? Well, you hit a turkey with your vehicle, is what I saw. Is that is that correct? Yeah. And then yeah. the, the the team was successful after, unfortunately, you had to sacrifice a wild turkey. Yeah, it was a. Uh, he met his ancestors in Hot Springs County when I was on my way back from Powell. <laughs> and, uh, my bumper is still loose, but uh, yeah, the, and then you know I hit that turkey, and then something miraculous happened against App State, right? With the way we won that game, and so. Uh, I decided to just have some fun with it and try to try to build my Twitter following doing that kind of stuff and you know ate some turkey sandwiches. I bowled a turkey. It took me way too long to get three strikes in a row. That was embarrassing. Uh, and then uh, my daughter painted my toes uh, pink for Boise. That did not work. Um, and so I, I put on my old dog issued clothes for the CSU game for the Border <laughs> Wars. So the Mad Dog issue T-shirt and the Mad Dog dog issue shorts. And uh, I wore that underneath my uh, my game day stuff. So I'll, I'll be wearing that stuff again for, for UNLV. We'll see how that works playing down there in, 
And I'm excited to go see the Allegiant uh, Stadium. And that place looks like an evil lair from the outside during the daytime. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm envious of all the cool venues you get to go see and uh, covering this team. They seem like a lot of fun this year and uh, hoping for big things here through the final month of the season. You can always catch Eric and the Wyoming broadcasts all along the Wyoming radio network. And of course, here on KOVE pregame this Friday night set for seven o'clock, 845 kickoff. Eric, uh, I know you're busy this week, so I'll let you go, but appreciate the time. And uh, it's fun as always catching up fun to listen to you on the broadcast too oh hey man i appreciate that uh you do a great job up there and real quick man go Cougs! i'm excited for the winter for Cougs, man I'm, I'm following that that's a big deal yeah it's been a fun story for sure and uh always love it when there's a fremont county team involved so i'm uh, i'm right there with you on saturday eric uh, take care safe travels and thanks again for catching up yep you have a good one for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.